Hi, Tozin. Hey, how you doing? I'm fine. You're coming over loud and clear from Lagos. Brilliant. Good to hear. Very good to hear. How is sunny England? I think England is sort of, in some ways, kind of royally um, you know, the olive oil man in the market was telling me he can never bring any more tuna or olive oil to the country ever again because of regulations. But um, I don't know. We'll, we'll muddle through. I just think I think we're going to be impoverished for you know one or two decades. And I think everyone's going to have to get their heads around that. Yes. This is Imperial Voice, streaming from the palace of His Imperial Majesty, Haile Selassie. <laughs> This gig has meant so much to me. I mean, it's the beginning of something very exciting. This is In Our City. I'm Tosi Onileri. I'm William Heath. Well, today one of our guests is our very own William Heath. William, what's this all about? Well, I, it's kind of a, a project I've been working on for the last few months. I, I've, I've felt the need to communicate something about the state of the nation. It's manifested as a sort of punk concert. And we gave it a trial last August the 22nd. And what we thought we might do today is invite two young women who'd never met each other until the day of the gig, mm. Floss Morris and Molly Horn. Uh, they met on August the 22nd. We did a gig. It was great fun. And we just thought we'd have a chat with them about where they are in life and where they're headed and how, how was it for them sort of thing. Does that sound good? It does sound good. But the big question is, is this about music or is it about a political movement? Well, you remember Rock Against Racism and, and Two-Tone and so forth in the UK. I, I think pop music becomes more interesting and more urgent when it is about something important or something political. I'm sure that's how it is in Nigeria. We've learned that's how it is in Ethiopia, where certainly, you know, each time somebody excitedly tells us about a current hit, it's because it's about really, really pertinent current issues. So this is explicitly protest music. It's, it's, it's a protest gig. And the motivation for the, you know, we've talked about olive oil and tuna and other things you can't get because of Brexit. But what we haven't talked about is musicians can't tour Europe anymore. Oh, wow. I had no idea about that. It's a real problem. I mean, it's not banned but the bureaucratic obstacles are now so in significant that the sorts of musicians who used to do a nice little european tour earn a few thousand pounds they have to have carnets they have different have to have different crews for each location they can't take technicians they can't they can't travel and work i mean the uk government turned down the artist's 90-day touring visa that was offered by the eu and the result is a bunch of musicians who can't tour and that's what this gig's about okay 
I'm really confused. Why would the British government turn down the opportunity to sort of simplify at least one aspect of Brexit? I, I just can't answer that. I think my, my attempt as an explanation would be I, I genuinely have lost the ability and the desire to engage in any kind of rational way with people who make this kind of decision. And therefore, we've done a noisy protest gig full of Ooh, okay. I think this music is extremely accessible. I suppose we should say it's sort of not safe for work or explicit content warning or whatever it is, because, you know, it is a bit um, But it, it, was, it, was, it was great fun, and I think everyone enjoyed it. And but Molly and Floss, who we're going to talk to in a moment, just I think they really, really exceeded everyone's expectations and did and did brilliantly for a, for a first gig coming together on that day i mean it's a bit rough you know it's it's it sounds a bit amateurish and scruffy but it's exuberant and enjoyable so i hope it's i hope it comes across okay hi hi molly hi how are you guys i'm fine have you got your voice back i do yeah a little bit raspy but it's so much better than it was so i'm really happy about that i, think I see floss as well good heavens hello, hello floss hi. flossy Nice to nice to meet meet you, I guess. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, and uh, hope you're all going to have fun. William and I are hoping that, well, I'm certainly hoping that this is the first interview of your enormous career, so I can say, oh yeah, well, I interviewed the Ramones first. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, if when we just delve into it. Uh, William said you were at Kelston um, recently. So tell us a little bit about your experience, how you met William and how you became the Ramonas. Yeah, sure. So, well, I, William's actually family. Um, so William reached out, Will reached out, um, I guess it was sort of, I'm not sure when, quite a while ago, uh, and pitched the idea to me of the Ramonas and playing bass for it and yeah I mean sort of I, I couldn't I couldn't say no because an anti-Brexit punk band so you know you, you, you can't refuse that kind of offer so um yeah I wrote bass lines over summer I practiced and then obviously coming to Kelston um I didn't really know what to expect, to be honest. Obviously, we'd never met any of each other, the band members. Um, I was nervous. I was sort of shaking on the train from London to Bath. But yeah, it was just such a lovely environment. And it was also people who really wanted to be there and people who really loved playing music, um, experienced and, well, I've, I'd never played at a gig before, so I'm not experienced. Um, yeah, it was just really fun. It was really fun. I could have honestly done that jam, that rehearsal for like hours. Um, yeah, it was really fun. Molly, how was it for you? Um, yeah, so it was kind of the first, um, Simmons Floss, it was the first kind of proper gig I'd done. Um, and it was really weird actually sort of how I found it because I am part of lots of sort of Facebook groups that post like castings and you know people looking for vocalists and singers and it was somewhat it was really weird I don't know who it was that put it on there but someone put on that they were looking for a lead vocalist for like this kind of political anti-Brexit band and I was like that sounds so fun because I've always been quite political and obviously I've always enjoyed singing and also I've always enjoyed like punk music and I was like oh my god this would be perfect 
So I filled out this form and then the next thing I know I get a call from William and we're like talking through kind of my interests and that kind of thing, sent over some recordings and then it kind of went from there and then um, I went to the rehearsal and obviously met loads of people there and it was just great to work with them and also as well after Covid to finally sort of work with people again and get music together. It was amazing because we all got to mix and be like oh so where are you from, what have you done and it was really, it was such a great environment to perform in. I absolutely loved it. Well, before we fire you the first track, you're not, you're not in the driving seat today, William. It's true. <laughs> I thought we'd lost Staying you. In your place. <laughs> so what, what does it feel like to sort of feel like you're really, you know, connected with the young people? You've got, uh, you've got two young uh, Brexiteers uh, and they're full of energy and you seem to be able to connect with them what, what does that feel like well I think um it does connect all generations and all connects people across all sorts of divides because it's a big issue and I think older musicians are immediately affected by it and really troubled by it and it's going to affect the careers of young musicians coming uh, you know coming in out to play and and I was really pleased that we had that diversity and it's something we'd really like to to hang on to in, in projects we do up at Kelston. I mean, the infectious enthusiasm and energy of Molly and Floss was really wonderful for, you know, the older players. We had Anthony Errol Flynn on drums and Charlie Chambers on guitar, and they loved and were really surprised by Molly and Floss's energy and, and, and the hard work Floss had put into the bass lines and, and also Floss's original tracks, which I hope we might listen to later. Molly and Floss can speak for themselves, but I think it's probably a, a helpful thing if you're doing your first gig to be working with experienced musicians who, you know, who enjoy it and are, and are enthusiastic about what you do and are patient and can share some of their experience. Definitely, definitely. Well, now, William, you may fire in our first song.
doubt what this is about. <laughs> if you're it's not a, um, a, a, a lever, do you still think that musically it, it's, it's interesting? It would still engage people who are not necessarily, would it, would it, would it engage Remainers? I, I, do, do you mean the other way around? Do you mean, do you mean if you're not a Remainer? Um, because they they are they're pro remain they're pro remain songs. I guess some of them are kind of ironic um, and sort of playing with the advertisement of you know leave campaign. But I, yeah, I mean they're they're pro remain. So I think as a remainer they're very accessible. Um, I I would I mean they're they're punk they're they're angry. So I can't really speak for. A lever, but I would say that it's probably quite difficult. I think musically you can appreciate them because they are very well written songs. They're not just sort of political ramble written down as lyrics. They're actually they're really great catchy tunes. Um, I don't know. It's a hard it's a hard question. What, what would you guys say? Yeah, I mean, I think to be fair, whether you're a lever or a remainer, everyone's been affected by it. So even if you still stand by that decision, I think that there are things in all of the songs that the Remainers have that they can relate to, even if they don't believe that we um, should leave or should stay. So I think I think no matter what you believe, you still have been affected the way that we have. And there will still be things in all the songs that I think they can relate to. And exactly like Floss said, you know, it's still like, they're still enjoyable songs. You know, if you like punk or rock, you know, you might enjoy that. There's a blues song in there. If you like that, you might enjoy that. And it's, you know, there is always something to find in music and in art to enjoy. I have to say that one of the things that I felt was that uh, nobody over 40 should have been allowed to vote. Because in a sense, it, it's about the future. I think there's always been that question with elections of should people over the age of a certain amount be able to vote because is it going to affect them as much? I think, yes, it should. They should be able to vote. I think the more important thing is actually going to be making it um, legal for people younger to vote because I remember being so annoyed because during basically all elections, I hadn't been able to vote. I'm only 19. And I remember um, with the most recent elections, it was the day before my birthday and I was so annoyed. So I think it's less about um, saying people over a certain age can't vote, but I think it'd be more significant and there'd be more of an impact and change to say that people from the age of 14, 15 could vote and give their opinion of what they want for their future. There are people 14, 15 that I know that I would not trust to vote, but there are <laughs> some people like, like me at that age. I knew that my, you know, alliance was with sort of, the right of the people for everyone you know making sure everyone is equal everyone has enough and I knew at that age that I wanted to have an input my nan bless her was so lovely she you know she's about 80 odd and she has that same view of she's like well it's not going to affect me so for a long while she's been giving me her vote which is just meant the world but I do think it should be open to people younger definitely and what about you Flossie yeah I I, I agree with Molly on this one I think I think cutting off the age limit, making an age limit would be really problematic. Um, but I think to counter counteract it, it should be younger. 
um, age of voting. Yeah, I was the same. I was so gutted not to vote when I was 16, when I was, you know, younger than that. Um, I think maybe 14 is pushing it especially 14 year old boys i think it's i think i think it's i think it's girls i think it's a bit different but 14 year old boys they would have yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't trust a 14 year old boy with a vote um but yeah 16 definitely uh william your thoughts on this and as you are uh, answer the question uh i'd like to ask the fact is that a lot of young people even those who have to vote don't register to vote. And so, therefore, the oldies always win. Yeah, I'm, I, abso- I absolutely hope that people who are the age of my daughter, who's 15 now, who'll be 18 when it's next general election, I absolutely hope they vote. I've got so much hope that the young generation coming through is, is going to be really, really activated. There's a wonderful guy called Michael Sarney who, who runs a, a campaign called Bite the Ballot. And, and that is, he just goes around schools signing up young people to vote. And I think what he does is completely wonderful. If I can touch on your earlier question about, uh, you know, are these songs just for, 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 for Remainers and Ramonas and so forth? I think the tragedy of, of, of the way this process was carried through, the way the referendum was done and the way the dialogue was carried out after it is that we're a divided nation. I really think we're tribal now. It's like, it's like football, you know, fans of football teams. The fans of one team will not like the anthems of the team they're playing that day. And I think these are sort of anthems or themes for the 48%, which I suspect is much more than 48%. And I suspect that the 52%, which I suspect is much less than 52%, will hate them. And actually, that's just the way it is. It's, it's, it's kind of risky and it's divisive. But the Remainers, the, the 48%, never had an emotional voice. You know, we just had points about, oh, the paperwork's going to be terrible. The economy is going to go down the tubes. It's ridiculous not to work. You know, sort of brainy type arguments, which never cut any ice. And all the emotion was with, you know, sovereignty and it's the will of the people and all that stuff. So that that's, I think, why... Those of us who got involved in this felt there was a gap. The protesters against the impact of Brexit do not have their theme tunes. Well, once we get these produced, they'll have them, I hope. Well, perhaps if the kind of laws which you mentioned earlier about musicians being able to talk, we are doing um, an auction now and we're not going to be able to get works from British artists living abroad because the rules and regulations uh, for um, customs and, and all kinds of other rules have become so complicated and so expensive that it's not worth them. Do you think that that's where they, uh, as I said, that's where they missed the mark? The whole thing is a catastrophe and uh, morning, noon and night, different aspects of it come up. Catastrophe. And honestly, in a way, I'd rather not talk about it, but just listen to protest songs. So bad. Okay, let's let's <laughs> listen to let's listen to a protest song while we regain our equilibrium. More money for me.
to the band We're all cut off and all at sea On HMS Look Bottom vocal performance molly it's really good thank you there's a lot of me shouting it's probably why i've lost my voice now it, it works it works and Foss, <laughs> i love the way the bass and the way the instrumental comes together really love it a lot of people are a bit unnerved when they hear themselves for the first time really hear themselves how did it feel hearing yourself i think it's something that i've had to get used to um just from performing watching performances back and people recording it um but it's always it's always a bit weird and also this is the first time I've done any sort of vocal performances like this and it's always different because obviously it's not exactly you know classical singing it's very much aggressive like you know getting your point across um so yeah it was it's interesting but I I always love you know especially watching things back because um, I know loads of people recorded it from the gig and it's just, it's always fun to look back and just just look at how much fun we were having um, and look and just see how like into it we all got. I think that's the main thing when I look back, I, I sort of look over to Floss and to Charlie and I'm just like, they just, everyone looks so in it and just, it looked really cool. I pull this terrible bass face. I don't necessarily mind. <laughs> hearing back but looking back oh my god <clears throat> sort of like a triple chin really fast <laughs> lips <laughs> oh, but i mean yeah it, it's it sounded actually a lot better than it than it sort of mm. i don't know with hindsight you sort of look back and you think bloody hell that was really cool that we did that and also we did that in a space of one day like we literally met each other at like what was that 12 o'clock clock like midday yeah, that yeah. afternoon we're like hi we're gonna be doing a gig tonight yeah and by the end of the night we were all just kind of we knew what we were doing all together and it was it worked really well i think it was awesome yeah i mean that's unmixed that's just as it came out of the um, you know pretty much as if, if you stuck a phone down in the gig and recorded it that's what it would sound like so um and just just to clarify we're, we're going to layer a studio recording uh, which is which is more sort of carefully done and, and has I suppose the qualities of a studio release, but that definitely gives the impression. So, William, yes. on the album, I'm going to give all three of you that opportunity on the album. What's your favourite song? This is really hard because it rotates. I think my favourite one is the one which we call Facebook, which we haven't heard yet. But I really think Take Back Control has got something about it. I've got a special... Uh, no, I, I, there's so many favourites to choose from, as Lou Reed once said. I don't know, I pass. Okay. You, have, you have to say, Tosin, you, you can't avoid saying. <laughs> don't, don't, put that. Do not put me in that position. Okay, Molly, what's your favourite song? Oh, there's, 
I mean, that's the thing. There are so many different ones and there's so many different styles. I think I'm very biased because there are two songs that I absolutely love performing. I think my favourite one's got to be Children in Boats because it's just so like, oh, it's so good. Like it's so bluesy. And there's literally a recording where we have such a long intro and it was so much fun to kind of really feel the music. And it's one that as well, because of kind of how slow it is, you can really hold on to it and hold on to the lyrics and the notes. And as a singer, it's just, it's the best. It's almost, it's similar to like in musical theatre when you like belt a massive note. For me, that was so similar. And because the lyrics were so, so important, it was just, it was a song I really, really connected with and loved performing. So that would be my favourite. So I think, William, it's a good time to um, play uh, Children Boats. The culties around us, the German bite Feel our good hearts break tonight Afraid of each other, of losing the vote Afraid of the tide that brings children in boats Went to see a film, a film called Project Fear Never thought that what I saw could ever happen here Farewell to tolerance, farewell to thought Farewell to any decency ever adored Tide that brings children in boats. Yeah. So you didn't give your um, favourite song, and I'm very intrigued. I'm going to be pretty selfish, and I'm going to say the two songs which were most fun to play on the bass, and that was Facebook and Blue Passports. I, I just I loved I loved being able to incorporate a bit of funk into the into the night, and I think those two songs were songs where me and Errol, the drummer, sort of had this great musical chemistry um, and we were really tight on those ones. And yeah, it was just quite fun to like pop the notes and sort of jump octaves um, after doing sort of, you know, also really fun, but quite sort of staple rock bass lines. They were quite nice light breaks, I would say. So tell us more about uh, Anthony Errol Flynn. Oh my God. He is is incredible. He's properly amazing. One of the most sort of extraordinarily unique drumming sounds I've ever heard. I've never, I've never heard someone who plays, who plays quite like that. And I don't know how to sort of define it. It's just, it's chaotic, but in a really controlled and mature way. It's like, it's experience. It's fun. Um, and it's, yeah, it's quite random. It's <laughs> great. I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to, um, go and see him in a gig or yeah, play with him again. We're listening now to, uh, Facebook, uh, which is Floss's favorite song.
face in the car Won their referendum Didn't get them very far Angry English streamers Knew what they voted for For sure to seek the truth that's the injunction is it seek the truth as best we can and be incredibly intolerant of obvious lies and if, if we're overwhelmed by obvious lies and they do terrible damage do protest songs don't do protest songs yeah what else can you do i was just going to say adding on to william's point as well i think it is i think we've become a nation so reliant on other people's views rather than creating our own and again it is that thing of you know you look at things like you know, hate speech, and you assume that that's correct just because that's what you've seen. And I do think that, um, you know, the things that have led to, you know, massive events that have been catastrophic have been because it's been almost hysteria of one person catching on to a rumor and then a next and the next and the next thing you know, everyone on Facebook is going off about something that actually probably isn't correct. But it's just because that one person relied on another person instead of doing their own research and having their own beliefs. Yeah, so I think I think this is the bitterest and most angry of the six songs we've produced, and I kind of feel a lot better for having got it out of my system. I think that for those of us who can use the Wikipedia and fact-checking sites like Snopes, we sort of should, and, and that's about it, really. I think the Daily Express used to have a maxim, you know, the editor was told, you know, give the readers someone to hate every day. And the Daily Express gives me some, something to hate every day, and the thing I hate is the Daily Express. I think I think it's I think it is you know quite idealised to expect individuals to sort of do their own research. But I also think it's 
really idealized looking sort of as how the tabloids and social media have flourished to expect then these big corporations to sort of change to change their format at the end of the day they are money making machines and i think the sooner we have grasped that and the sooner we as individuals have like taken time to research where our information is going where our data is going and how we're storing information and, and understanding information that only at that point can we sort of take down not take down but sort of combat stuff like facebook and the daily express and whatever it's only a point which we've realized that there are alternative sort of ways of you know understanding the world and stopped using them so one of the things i'd quite like to discuss is why is not why hasn't boris johnson been made to deliver the report on the interference by foreign bodies especially the russian that was supposed to come out about two years ago. It's been buried and nobody seems to be asking about this report. What's going on? One of our songs, which we didn't do, it was just a cover of, of Gordon is a moron and it was just Boris is a bellend. And we just, it was just a rant about Boris and how ghastly he is. But we decided it was too horrible even thinking about him, so we dropped it. Let's have another song, Paint a Temporary Bit. So uh, yeah, this is a change in tempo, isn't it? This is so. This is the song that explicitly expresses the core problem yeah. the Ramones are complaining about. <laughs> Walking in space, someone cut the cord now with a master race. We left the mothership, it's another day trip in England. Small island drifting like a cloud. We're small minded, escaping from the crowd. No horizon. It's a foggy day in England And we just want to play in Paris, Luxembourg Oh, anywhere, anywhere Geneva, Liechtenstein Oh, anywhere, anywhere Running through the 
Trent, Aberdeen, Middlesbrough, Milton Keynes. I think that's honestly been one of the hardest things for me because you know, I've just finished school. I'm, I was so excited about going out and working. And a lot of the jobs I looked at were tours across Europe. They were, you know, jobs abroad. And it's been awful because all of a sudden it's changed and they won't accept anyone without an EU passport. And it's already, this industry is already so competitive as it is. And for them to then cut off an entire country and be like, unless you've got an EU passport, you can't work in these places. It's just heartbreaking. I'm very sorry to hear that was great to be able to just go anywhere in Europe without having to think. Mm. Right. Okay, so we listened to uh, one of your songs. I thought it might be interesting to listen to Floss. Hey, sorry about that. What That's okay. Tozin wants to play one of your tracks. Should we go ahead? Oh my God. Yes, definitely. Amazing. <laughs> You know I'm not violent 
it was such a gem to listen to I have always been so in awe of people that write and sing their own music and you know all this kind of thing and honestly it was just I remember after the gig just listening to it just sitting there and everyone was so silent just like watching Floss on stage and it was just it was so amazing to listen to and honestly I have so much respect for anyone that can do that and can create something out of thin air so absolutely absolutely amazing that's very very lovely to hear thank you molly that's very (laughs) i want to ask what are you guys you both mentioned that you're 19 years old what are you doing next i've just finished um an art foundation so i am going to uni next saturday uh belfast to study anthropology um for three years and do a bit of music there as well maybe Definitely. I will definitely be hunting down a band, honestly, of any sorts, just anyone to play music with. That's sort of the priority for first year. And then, I don't know. You'll be, you'll be creating a band, I think. And Molly, what's happening with you next? So I am in the very fun stage of applying for drama school. So um, obviously I finished school a few years ago due to COVID. And obviously I've been an actor for a long while, so this is kind of my next stage. Yeah, the next few months, I've got a few really fun jobs lined up, which I'm so looking forward to doing. Because again, after last year of just trying to find anything because of COVID, I'm just, I'm so overwhelmed to be returning to work, finding acting work, finding performing work. And then hopefully at the end of this year, I'll be going off to drama school. So that's my plans. And so this was incredible for me because it was great to go to, could meet people I'd never normally meet. And I could talk to them and be like, oh, my God, what have you done? Where did you start from? And it's sim- it's strange how it's such a small world. Like, I remember Jamie talking about someone he knows. He used to teach drama school. And I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Um, so it's been incredible to just network, socialise, meet artists that have exactly the same views and wants as you. So uh, we, ha- we have to ask, have you been on any television or films that we might um, recognise? Um, <laughs> yes, I don't think I can tell you what. Um, I've been, so the ones I can say was when I first started out, I was in, I don't know, you don't know who Potter Paper is, but his rap music video is in one of them. But um, I've only really just started out in, in sort of supporting artist work. It's something that I do on the side to get some money. So at the moment, I can't tell you anything, but I was in a very exciting TV show a while ago, which I'm very excited for that to come out. And to, no, it's Monday I'm filming for a new um, TV series, which I'm very, very excited. But yes, more on that in maybe a year's time or so. But yeah, for now it's all hush hush. Congratulations. I'll ask both of you um, one last question. Uh, who is your role model? Bloody hell. Um, do, do you mean sort of 
in any way, in any way, shape, or form. I would say I've got two very, very different. Um, so first one, Kim Deal, uh, bassist of the Pixies, uh, of the Breeders, lead singer and founder of the Amps and also lead singer of that. Three of my favourite bands. She's a female bassist and she sings, which is like so rare. She's she's awesome. She's got this really sort of husky alto voice. Uh, she worked in a male dominated industry and I think was actually quite sort of underrated within the Pixies. Uh, and then she just went off and did her own thing. And I, yeah, she's awesome. And then this is really random, but the only, the first name that came to mind is Boudicca. <laughs> um. <laughs> she, she, she had a legendary punk band, I believe, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, take from that what you will. Well, feisty is hardly the word for Boudicca. It's quite a lot more than that, isn't it? It's a lot more than that. I, she's 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 a girl boss. Yeah. Got a little bit of that. <laughs> and Molly, who who would who would yours be? Oh God. I yeah, I think I have about sort of maybe four people that come to mind for different reasons. Um so I mean it's very brief. I'd say career wise, uh probably Gillian Anderson. She is incredible. Like if you look at what she's done. She is an amazing actor, but also if you look at the things she's done for different political issues and the awareness she's raised, she's who I want to be when I'm older. I would love to be someone who works as an actor and as a performer, but also uses that to enlighten people. So probably her. I've also always followed Carrie Hope Fletcher. She's a musical theatre performer. She's incredible. Absolutely love her. I'm like an absolute fangirl. But I think, so they're career-wise, but I think, this is going to sound really soppy, but I think in my own life, my mum is a massive inspiration for me. She's always supported me. It's been difficult because, again, when your kids are like, I want to go do an unstable career, it's kind of difficult to be like, go do that. But she's always stood by me. So I, I aspire to be like her one day. And also my boyfriend, who was at the gig, he inspires me to be, you know, a better person every day. And he, I know that, when I give up on what I'm doing, when I feel like what I'm doing isn't good enough, he will always push me to to do it and to go for jobs, even when I feel like this industry is falling around me. So those four people are my... Shout out for Finlay. Finlay can come anytime. We love him. Yeah. But Molly, can I just say, when you responded to my advertisement for a singer, you said your inspiration was John Lydon. (laughs) And I have to say, obviously it's a protest punk band. I have to say you're a very, very refined version of Johnny Rotten, I must say. Listen, you mentioned mentioned your mum and Tosin, would it be okay? Uh, Floss's second song we wanted to play is actually very much about motherhood. And I think it's a really beautiful song. Can we just slip that one in? As a a mother, I'm... 100% 100% behind that. I wish I wish all our daughters thought that we were great people. Oh, not, also, that our daughters uh, wrote songs about us. Yes, and not dream killers. <laughs> yes, we've been together. So long. Don't they recognize your fame? 
Enjoy playing with Charlie plus. Oh my god, what an angel! It, it, he we we got on really really well sort of from the beginning of of the um, rehearsals, and he's just he's so relaxed and back foot and and communicative, and that's I feel like that's quite rare in a lead guitarist. Because there's that sort of presumption that they're going to be real assholes, you know, taking up loads of whatever, loads of time and loads of effort and energy sort of doing their own thing. But he was such a team player. And that that just really works in A, in a band setting and also B, with my music, which is, you know, quite sort of fragile in some ways. Um, yeah, he was he was absolutely awesome. I, I'd be so honoured to play with him again definitely I think you'd be well up for that Tosin we've got one last Ramona's track is there any other things you wanted to cover before before we do no, that? I think I think it's been an absolutely lovely enlightening energizing journey with uh Floss and Molly and the fact that the future will be in cradled in your arms is reassuring and um what's the word i'm looking for it gives me hope it gives you hope right give me three words to make us do a stupid thing find me a lie that could destroy everything kill our hope and throw the bit of money on the side Take back control Take back control Take back control In your f***ing dreams Take back control Take back control Take back 
I should have asked was who's taking back control when you when you said take back control so the line is take back control and give it to the posh boys it's kind of layers oh, of yes. irony yes definitely definitely so William I guess uh since you conceived of the Ramonas what do you hope for them what what, what is your vision? So I think to do justice to the work that's gone into it, not just from Molly and Floss, but also Charlie, Anthony, Errol Flynn, Patrick, who did all the sound engineering, and Jamie Westorham and Ines Cyber who helped write the songs, but also David Price and John Hamm. I mean, a lot of effort's gone into it, and I think we've got to get it to a point where we have half a dozen studio-quality recordings. I mean, those are rough live recordings. They're lovely. They're full of energy. I think we need half a dozen... Uh, good demo quality recordings and then i think we just let them out into the wild and let any of the uh, campaigns that want tracks like that use them as much as possible uh, my aim is that they should get kind of wide coverage be listened to and 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 become really annoying to the people who spread lies and disinformation there's no particular financial aim for it i mean if it breaks even that'd be very nice we did some successful fundraising and so far you know the the, the income is is just a bit more than the costs so so that's fine so I think, yeah, get good quality recordings, spread them. And if we get offered another gig, I mean, you know, if we get to play the bell or a little festival next summer, I'll be on the phone to Molly and Floss. I'd be very much up for that. Love the reunion. Same here. Totally count me in. <laughs> well, I'm so glad to hear that the Ramon is uh, strong, alive, and everyone's looking forward to the future. Um, I would just like to say for anyone that is listening, that is in this industry in the music and arts drama anything anyone that's listening that just feels like right now time's really tough either with brexit or you know with coronavirus just keep on going because again this this gig has meant so much to me it's been a time where finally i've been able to go out and meet other people and perform which i've just loved doing so anyone that is listening that's feeling a bit like i did of just like what is the point in this it's you know it's tedious it honestly is so worth it and just keep on going and, and never give up with it things will get better i would just actually like to thank you will for asking me to do this and for organizing it for organizing the rehearsals the recordings and obviously the gig uh it's been i mean it's the beginning of something very exciting and i'm very grateful to be part of that so thank you awesome 
thank you both very much for that. I, I kind of went into it with complicated feelings, some of which I think were clearly negative. But I have to say, it's been an insane amount of work and I've really, really enjoyed it. It's been my kind of key project of the year. and It's been fantastic. So thank you both so much. You've been listening to Imperial Voice in our city. I'm Tussie Onileri. I'm William Heath and stay tuned to Imperial Voice. Mm-hmm.